Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Uh, today I have a special guest with me that has something very inspiring, something that could help people in many ways. Um, me in particular, I'm outside of this path now, but I was here in this place at a time in life for quite some time. Um, so I have Lori with me and she has a book called Dating What the Fuck. So yes. Lori, please tell everyone about yourself and uh, give us a little introduction into who you are and then we'll get into this book. So I'm originally from Massachusetts, but I now live in Southwest Florida. Ended up here because I spent three years in my RV traveling full time around the country by myself working. And I worked down here once. And when I decided to come off the road, I picked here, Southwest Florida, Fort Myers, right near the beach. I have a degree in dance with a minor in theater. I owned a dance studio. Um, I have a couple t-shirt lines. I started a greeting card line and I have the book. Never okay. married, no kids. I have a dog and one cat. <laughs> all, right, all right, so so let me clarify something for the audience. Now you have been 20 years in the dating scene but not 20 years single, correct? I've been the dating scene on and off. So I'm 49, so I started when I was like 21. So we're looking at like, yeah, like a good amount of time. All right. So a uh, quick question. And this is just one that uh, I like to, to get an answer to because you're technically, technically a veteran in your field, basically. Mm -hmm. um, what happened in the beginning? What started the hangups or what happened? The to... hangups about me? Why about dating? Yes. What were the first hangups? Um... And let's, let's do it like this. Let's do it by decade. Let's do 20, okay. 30, 40. Well, I can tell you I was a late bloomer. So I really didn't have my first boyfriend until I was like 21. And I was like, so thought I was in love. And, you know, I was young and dumb and naive. And um, he had so many red flags that now I would just have been aware of. But like the first time I met him, I was working in a hotel and he was working the front desk and I was uh, in the restaurant and he had like a black eye and he had told me that he had gotten to a bicycle accident. Oh. To make a long story short, his dad was an alcoholic. He still lived at home with his parents while going through college and he and dad had gotten in a physical fight. Uh, he did not have his license because he had a DWI. And these are all things I kind of learned later after I was like, ooh, so enthralled with this first guy, you know what I mean? And then um, he was verbally abusive. So none of that stuff, now being how old I am, would occur now because I wouldn't let it. Okay. You know, I've learned a lot. I mean, and just like everybody else over the past, that was probably my worst, not, that was probably not my worst experience with dating. I've had some. But like the more things like the DWI, the alcoholic dad, the physical abuse between them and the uh, verbal abuse with me, I guess that would be that type of extreme. I've had guys that have had kids with issues or exes with issues, or maybe they drank a little bit too much themselves. Um, but, you know, other than that, I think it's just the basic BS that everybody deals with. They didn't call. We had a great day. Why didn't they call? They lied. They lied on their profile. You know, just, I think, normal stuff that everybody else goes through. Okay, so me and you, our generation is not too far apart, but there's there's one interesting thing because you go through a techni techni technology age with dating. Mm -hmm. So uh, and this wasn't uh, as a joke or anything. I, I remember my mother, my father passed away in 1994. So back then there was a party line, there was a dating, there, <laughs> yes. there was there was a, I find someone to date from a friend type deal. It was, you know, I'm not saying that we had better resources to find people to date because I'm def probably definitely wasn't the case. But how did you transition from that period to the, you know, we had that, that, that startup with everybody having AOL and profiles mm -hmm. and the uh, ICQ chats and everything started to what dating apps and everything do now. How right. did you transition from each? And, and, and my, my big thing is, was it easier to date with less technology or is it easier to date now with more technology? Less technology, because first of all, dating was so much more organic back then. Like you didn't have the option of being on a dating site and you're on maybe two or three sites and you're talking to five, 10 people and there's almost too much availability. And I think you always think the grass might be a little bit greener. Like a guy could go on a date, the girl could be great. He really likes her. They had great dates or vice versa. And then you never hear from him again. And you're like, well, what the, 
but maybe they're also dating other people where back in the day when you didn't have such like a catalog of people, you moved forward with somebody that you met that you really liked. You know what I mean? Because you didn't have like this pick and choose catalog in front of your face. You met through high school, met through college, maybe you met at work or like a blind date, a friend of a friend. It was just so much more organic. It was much more personal. I think dating today is very disrespectful. I think people hide behind their text. You know, let's yes. just blow somebody off via text. Let's ask somebody out via text. Let's break up with somebody via text. It's just like, it's like the pussy way out. Excuse my mouth. Can I know. I that's, that? that's, yeah, you can definitely say that. Because <laughs> okay. me, I, I'm, one of, I'm, one, I'm one of these 1980 R&B type people. So I uh, was always taught about, and I'm talking about at a young age, like 1989, I was taught about intimacy. It, not mm -hmm. the sexual portion of it, but the actual intimacy that you build with someone. And that right. was, that's something that I, I say personally, I think is missing with the technological age of things, because you can, like you said, you can make a template for what you want. And if someone doesn't meet that criteria, man, I'm not going to waste my time mm -hmm. on to the next. And I mm -hmm. definitely do see where you're coming from on that one. So mm -hmm. let me ask you this. Um, do you believe that the mannerism of people has changed uh, to a harsher tone with technology? Oh, yeah. I just think people have changed in general. I think people are less courteous. I think people are less respectful of each other. I think people take dating and sex much more casually than they used to. Um, I just do. I mean, I think th the lack of respect for dating just blows my mind. I mean, we're all human beings. We're all adults, you know. Most people want love. That's why they're on the internet. Now, I can tell you some statistics that's a little depressing. Parker, go ahead, tell Facebook. us. 60% of people with profiles are already in a relationship. Wow. So 60%? they're already, yeah, married, got a girlfriend, got a boyfriend. I don't know. I mean, how is that positive? That sucks. One in 10 profiles are fake. You know, half the time... Uh, people quit internet dating after only three months. And then that's another problem because there's a lot of sites who leave um, inactive profiles up. So you're like sending emails to these inactive profiles and not getting a response. And you're like, what the hell? And, and so, I think, and, and uh, my question to you also is this, like, how do you, cause you're dating. So you're and technically to me, I feel like you're an expert. When you're, you. when you're when you're out here looking on an online profile, um, how do you just know by picture if there's going to be like some type of uh, if this person's got the certain amplitude you're looking for? Because I'll be 100 percent honest with you. Me, I'm so old school that uh, I'm not single now. But when I was in the dating game, I was on the I, I always uh, learned that in certain interactions, we plant certain seeds with people. So I'm not a flirtatious person. I don't flirt at all. But I learned that certain ways that you treat people they don't get treated that way in the real life um mm -hmm. by, by the kind of words you say on the internet so it builds this facade and people buy into that real quick so internet dating for me kind of like crashed and burned but in real life it's like uh there was this young lady she um was the manager of a 7-eleven and something happened with the app on my phone and we had to exchange numbers we never talked for a whole year and the next thing you know we're dating and it's three, four years oh, strong now. Really? Yeah. So yeah. So crazy th thing there. So I guess my question to you is this, um, how do you know if it's going to, if this person is going to have some trajectory, you're going to be able to throw them long enough to have a good time with them or that they're just going to crash and burn. I don't think, you know, you don't No, I don't think you should expect to know. I think that's what I'm saying. I can't even tell you how many people I've talked to. And I like have joined a lot of Facebook singles groups to like get some information, promote my book. And everyone's like, why did I talk to him for like two weeks? And then we talked on the phone and then I heard, never heard from him again. Or why did this woman and I go on a date? She and I had a great time. And then I never heard from her again. I honestly do not think you can put any type of, I don't want to say trust, but expectations until maybe you're at a place where you both can communicate openly, even though that has happened to me as well, because one of the biggest things that I cannot stand is that like, if you go on um, profile, I only look for people that says that say they want to date seriously, or they're looking for a relationship. Okay. Cause you know, there's choices, date casually, hook up, blah, 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 fine. Whatever you want to do, do. But I cannot even tell you how many men that I have met who put date, you know, for a relationship or, you know, one-on-one -on -one yes. are full of shit. And I know women are too. And they don't. 
or they're not ready. One of the biggest problems is people are not self-aware enough to know if they are truly ready to date in a relationship. That is the biggest problem. And I could definitely agree with that. Cause like, for instance, like you want to know somebody's intentions and it's like with the online dating, the little bit of brief time that I did it, I was on it for about four months. I didn't see transparency because I would have these amazing conversations like this person that'd be like a whirlwind romance and on the internet. I'm like, oh, I'm checking her message, checking my message. Everything goes well. And then the one thing that killed me was like you said, it's the transparency from that initial conversation to that, that, that I call it computer love, that computer love that we have going on. I like that. Uh, Yeah. After the computer love is done and we're in the reality, you know, it's no longer the Sims or anything like that you're not everything that you told me you were going to be. Uh-uh. And, and as a, as an adult, I'm very responsible and know that someone is not going to be everything. Everybody puts on some type of facade. You can be the realest or truest person. There are certain things about you that look uh, very enticing on the internet and different things like that. Cause I can say that you can look at anyone's Instagram. I'm not going to use Facebook, but you can look at someone's Instagram and they can look like they're living the high life and they can tell you that and then you meet them and you're going to eat and you're thinking you're going to a nice restaurant you think you're going to PF Chang's and you end up at Subway. So, or the guy forgets his wallet, like has happened to me. So yeah, and if they forget the wallet, um, I'll be right there woofing with Venmo or something. Hey, send this cash back <laughs> over here. Better, better have cash app somewhere on your phone. Let, let's work this out. So, yeah. in your 20 years of dating, has there been anything on your part? Because you know, we always ask about the the self help part because we love that. Yeah. Has there, has there ever been anything about you that has like made you? Uh, the unattractive one in the relationship and audience when I say unattractive I'm not talking about the outer looks I'm talking about this whole thing that we build together that intimacy that I always talk about in our other podcasts uh you develop you can develop intimacy in five minutes I can look into your eyes I can tell you a story you're either going to buy it believe it or feel it if you don't get those if we can't if I can't make Disney World or whatever your fantasy is not in a sexual manner but in life if I can't give you a story to go along with, or I say it like this, we grew up with one life to live, uh, general hospital, all my children. Okay. Those are the three, three soap operas inside one of those three. You have a story in one of those. I've, I've got to, I've got to be part of that. And if I want to be part of that, I've got to be able to portray my part in that story. If I can't do one of the three, then there's no way we're going to do anything. Right. So has there ever been anything yeah. that hung you up a little bit or um, I, you know what, I think I'm going to, one of my hangups, I think, is uh, my personality, meaning I get bored very easily. I've always kind of had like a gypsy spirit. <laughs> I, I have had like all these great sales jobs and I exceed goals, you know, or make President's Club, win trips, and then I'm bored. I'm like, well, did that, what's next? Or... I think my, my patience level is short too. And, um, I'm always, I love goals and dreams. So, you know, that's why I wrote the book, have the t-shirt line. I sold my house in three days, jumped in an RV by myself, traveled the U S working. Um, my patience level for bullshit is very small. It is, um, you know, it's just like, and it could be because I've been on my own for so long. Um, just like, your bullshit with your ex or your bullshit with your kids or like, just like, I don't know, maybe I'm just tired, <laughs> <laughs> tired of dating and tired of the ghosting and the ridiculousness or, you know, doing, jumping into bed too quickly, which is my fault. Or you think, you know, they say something and you think it's going to last and it doesn't, or maybe I should have given myself breaks from dating when I didn't. You know, like, you know, sometimes you need a mental, physical and emotional break and but everybody wants to be alone. So you get lonely. So you jump back into it and then it's shitty again and then you get more pissed. <laughs> it's like a never ending roller coaster. You know what I mean? Because you I like the I mean, I recently started date. Well, not recently, I guess we've been dating, you know, 10 months, but it's not easy because he's got a crazy ass ex and he's got teenagers with issues. Yeah, so, see, I don't have that. I'm an anomaly. I got no like carry on bag, no check in baggage, maybe a little carry on baggage, but no check in baggage. Right. So that's hard because it's like you yes. have to decide in your case, because I have a, a buddy that's in a similar situation. 
um he already has his life and then he's doing an extra life with someone else not cheating or nothing but right having right a girl, no i having know a girlfriend with other stuff and that's two different households that should be one and she wants to keep it two separate so mm -hmm. uh, i get what you're saying so um i guess let me ask you this and these are stereotypical questions i'm going into this is that the part of my show where i do this 2020 thing we grew up with that news magazine we had uh diane mm -hmm. sawyer yeah, and john yeah. john stalsa was the comedian we're not going to do the comedian part because we'll get to fun stuff later <laughs> but i'm going to hit you with the diane sawyer questions and then the barbara walters stereotypical typically speaking you have traveled up and down north south east west correct pretty much not all of it but i did move here from the grand tetons in wyoming so i drove 2500 miles so. right so at some point we'll basically say if we we're going to base it on sports and uh even if you're not with sports you can understand this you were up in the north atlantic you traveled the mid-atlantic and now you're in the southeastern conference which is florida and below so yeah. you've you've met north and south basically on on the east coast <laughs> what is the difference between a guy in the north and a guy in the south or is there any difference no i was hoping there would be and there is not wow and i'm glad that you took the stereotype away because the thing that i found and it's i live uh i'm from virginia but i live in west virginia so i am the north south and the south north i'm the mason dixon line mm -hmm. um I found that in this dating, because I, I, I don't strictly stick when I was out there dating, I didn't stick to a certain area, but I found that when I traveled north, for, further north, because I was just in Boston not too long ago, and I've traveled Maine and different things like that with my job, um, I've met the different personalities, different attitudes, and the different uh, socioeconomical status that make people how they are. Um, and I found that if I go to the like, northern part of Pennsylvania, and I head probably to as far as Waterville, Maine. It's a different atmosphere. It's a different type of woman. Oh, really? Um, in all honesty, like, you know, being from out that way, it's a different speed. Uh, I feel like it's more, you're, you're, you're having to be more of an authoritative figure when you come from out of those areas. Because the guys that you deal with, we stereotype them in the South and say, they're just trash, you know? But I'm glad that you dispelled that rumor and, and that myth that I had. Because I really honestly thought that, you know, the South was the best, you know? Well, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, we everyone thinks the Patriots are the best, but then we lost Brady and now he's down here where I am, so. <laughs> right. So it's all, it's all in the people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the bullshit's the same. It doesn't mean their way of life is the same. Like maybe they move slower or have different types of jobs, but the dating bullshit's the same. It's still the same. In the, it's still in, the same, no matter where you go. And um, tell me, how bad has ghosting become from... The one technological technological age of the party line bull crap mm -hmm. to now, do you feel like? Because I, I feel like ghosting. I actually did an episode, and there's a podcast out here in the world that's just based on ghosting. Mm -hmm. I find that it's amazing that people do that because I was always raised with a certain amount. If mm -hmm. I know that there there's no link to what we're doing, we can cut it short. If you decide that it's going to be casual, if I'm in that avenue and I like that casualness, I may stay keep that casualness, saying that in the most tasteful way I can say. No, it. I know. Yeah, I get it. But do you think like ghosting has taken on a whole new formula? Because I, I see people. Uh, it, it doesn't matter about your age. Uh, we have so much social media, WhatsApp, Snapchat. You have so many ways to um, make yourself hidden, and you can mm -hmm. make these fake facades. Do you think ghosting like? What do you think about ghosting? What is your opinion of that? Like, do you, I think it's a coward way of. I was just going to say it's a coward way out. It's like, I keep using, I hate the word pussy, but I just keep, it's like, get a set of balls. But what do you say about women? Get a set of boobs. I don't know. Like <laughs> women and men do the same thing. It's like, grow the hell up. You know what I mean? Like just, I, what my, I always say is I try to do to somebody what I want done to me. So I'll always say, you know what? This isn't. I'm not interested. I don't, but then you know what the problem is, is then everybody gets so like scarred emotionally and they're like, yes. fuck it. I've been ghosted. I'm going to start playing that game and ghost somebody else. You know, it's just so easy to do. Don't respond back on text. Don't respond on your profile. It's just like, I, I honestly think, though, a lot of it has to do with people's lack of self-awareness. If you're going to act like that, get off the damn internet. You're not ready. Grow up. Get your shit together. You and, know. And, that, and that's wholeheartedly one thing that uh, um, I think that, you know, people should do. Just grow up. Just be sensible. Since people want to be sensitive, but they're, they're not sensible. 
Right. And that's right. been a main issue there. So let's dive into this book real quick. Um, obviously, your everything that's gone on with your dating um, has inspired this book. That's one thing we'll put mm-hmm. out there in the clear. And you can go over to her lovely website, which you don't mind. Could you plug no, it's real quick? datingwhatthefuck.com. Dating and, uh, what the fuck. No asterisks. You actually got to spell the swear word out on this one, unlike the cover. <laughs> okay. So so on this website, you'll find all kinds of things. And we're going to get into the merchandise in just a moment because the okay. merchandise is very enticing. Um, okay. So after you uh, had things happen to you, um, I'm going to say what COVID-19 put you in a situation where you um, had time to write a book, correct? Yes. yes. Okay. So you decided to write this book. Tell me about day one when you decided to write this book. Originally, I was going to write it with a friend of mine, but we couldn't like jive and I wanted to do just something on my own. And because I have an entrepreneurial spirit. So I'm like, I think I just want to take it my own way. But the book, the title of the book, those four words came to me in like three seconds. Dating what the fuck? I have to say yeah. it one more time on air. <laughs> it did. It came so fast. And well, let me tell you, like I've been doing I had, this is my first book and with the website and the t-shirts and the Facebook and trying to learn about social media, it's been like a year. Finally, you know, the, the website is done and the book is done and now I'm trying to do podcasts and put those on my website. I'm trying to learn Instagram, which I don't know how to do. The problem with me is I like to write. I love public speaking, but I hate social media. I hate sitting behind a computer and I know that's the key to all of this. Um, I'd rather be out talking about my book and hire somebody to do all the computer stuff, (laughs) but I just can't at this moment. Okay. So you you finished writing this book. So what inspired your merchandise line? Um, And I'm telling everybody, uh, head over to our website. uh, Inside this podcast, you guys already know, I'll get all her information. We'll put it in the show notes so that you can get directly over to her website. Once once again is? Datingwhatthefuck.com. And uh, like the the material over there, and especially the blog, because the blog is very interesting. Um, oh, good. Yeah, blog is very interesting. Uh, and I was like, man, you know, some, this stuff is kind of enticing. It's some things that <laughs> we don't talk about. Uh, I like one thing, and I'm going to give you a, a compliment first before we go any further. I like that you're not being taboo about anything. You're being straightforward. Because mm-hmm. um, when people do this stigma, make stigmas out of things, it makes things harder, and it makes it hard to talk about dating. Because right. you want to talk about all aspects of sexual portion. Uh, all forms that go along with the dating and it's not a self-help book like I claim right at the beginning if you're looking for advice or how to figure out dating do not read this book it's not a self-help book it's just the reality of dating it's funny it's raunchy it's depressing it's grab a drink put on your comfy clothes and uh, you know Ben and Jerry's ice cream that's what it is Uh it's not oh this is what you should do and this is what I think would be great. And this is how I'm going to solve all your problems. No, we have enough of those self-help books out there. This is not one. (laughs) (laughs) And I like that. So if you don't mind, I'm going to head over to the website real quick. Okay. And I'm, and I'm going to look at some merchandise real quick because it was a t-shirt in particular. Um, my favorite one, the men's dating shirt. Um, are you ever dating the dating acronym one? Yeah. The dating acronym. Yeah. That shirt right there was amazing. Uh, and I like the personal profile, personalized profile shirt that you make mm-hmm. also, like mm-hmm. in the single shirt, every shirt that you make is amazing. It's like, oh, thank if, pe- you. if people would, would just buy into this and, and just look into it, not necessarily, I don't mean buy in, but if they would yeah. just go over, look at it and take these words, break it, de- break them down the adjectives and different things like that. And, um, that right there would help them a whole lot. And what they got. Yeah, and they could wear it, like wear it in public. Let's get organic. Throw that damn shirt on. Get out from the internet. And even if, like, you know, you got to have balls to wear the shirt. You do. I mean, you got to be okay with being single. You got to be okay with being who you are. And say you're standing in a coffee shop and, like, I think, not sure which one you have in front of you, but I have the men and the women's. And the men is from the one that the guy I started dating, he created his own. Because okay. this book isn't just for women. It's for men and women. And say you're standing at a coffee shop and on your back, you have, you know, entrepreneur, dog lover, author, and someone just taps you on the shoulder and be like, oh, hey, you're an author. What'd you write? <laughs> oh, hey, you're an entrepreneur. Now, you may not look at this person and be like, oh, I'm attracted to them, but you never know what can happen. Maybe it's maybe it's something else. Maybe it's a networking opportunity. Maybe it's like, oh, what kind of business do you have? Oh, I have this business. Oh my gosh, well, I have this business. Maybe we could work together. 
you know, or maybe it is a dating thing, but for God's sakes, you know, all our profiles, half of them are fake. People don't look like their pictures. They're not their pictures. People <laughs> lie about, you know, their age, their weight, their whatever. So like wear it. Just some of them are funny. Like for the singles acronym, mine was, uh, uh, sassy, independent, never a dull moment, go-getter, or, you know, lover of dogs. My acronym was that. And then the profile one is like a little profile. It's like a paragraph. <laughs> or the help SOS one I love. Help SOS, sick of singlehood. Yes, um, I've seen that. Yeah. And, and also one here uh, about, uh, I see some pillows for your RV uh, uh insignia that you got out here or oh you're on my shopify store right yeah i just took a i just okay yeah i also did an um i was uh an rver like i said so i did a funny line of rv t-shirts dog t-shirts i also was in hospitality unfortunately for over 30 years so i created a whole oh. hospitality hell funny t-shirt line um, so I got my hands on a lot of things and the guy I'm dating and I just if it's on the Shopify store, we created a greeting card line, which are very snarky, funny Ooh. in your face <laughs> greeting cards called for Pete's sake. All right. So everybody definitely make sure you check these things out. And my next thing, what type of events do you have going on outside of this? Because I know with the book and everything, um, you can get purchase the book on your website. You can definitely go over to everyone's favorite place on earth, Amazon and get it too. Um, yep. You can get it in the physical and in the ebook. Uh, yes over there um so what events do you have going on outside of this if you're at liberty to speak about those well oh yeah well i was doing i designed a trivia called dating relationship and sex trivia the good the bad and the ugly and i was doing that for i was working at a restaurant that i don't work at anymore and we were doing it and you know every bar and restaurant has trivia but it's like all boring sports current events i'm like let's let's mix it up let's make it rated r and we like sold out and they're all questions about dating relationship and sex. And it's all old school. Like they have whiteboards. They got to write their name on them. We do oh, a big wow. old school whiteboard, you know, Ivana hump a lot, or I don't know. They were just so funny and just making fun of people and people interacting. Everybody's always on their phones, phone, 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 phone. You know what I mean? So, and the restaurant would supply prizes and I need to get back into doing that one just for something different and two to help with my book. Um, and I also was doing a singles mingle where I brought singles together and we did interactive mingling events. So everyone got to meet everybody. So I'm starting those up again, um, trying to start them up again. I have a meeting this weekend about it and um, things are open in Florida, unlike a lot of other parts of the United States. We've been at like full capacity, no mask mandate for a while, thankfully, because we all need our jobs down here. Yes. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do. I've been doing a bunch of vendor events. Um, so, you know, it's just like the book. I have a regular full-time job too with the book the t-shirts and the greeting card line and then I've been doing a bunch of podcasts which I'm really appreciative so it's time management is a little bit hard right now <laughs> I, under, I definitely understand that because it, and it's hard and no one understands the principle of marketing like social media yes. marketing is ridiculous because you don't you have to kind of write your own book on marketing and what works for you might not work for the next one I so know. so um here here's my question and this one is a, is a deep one because we were I got off topic a little bit that's okay okay so Inside of doing all this stuff, um, how do you, how does it feel to be an influencer? Never, I'm going to be like, and never in a million years did I ever think that I would be doing this. And never in a million years, I think I'd live in my RV by myself. But um, I know it's funny is I went to school for dance and theater and I've done dance and had a dance studio and, you know, I'm a good teacher. But when it came to like dating, it's almost weird because, and I don't know how you feel about this because I think it's dating. Okay. So for me, I've never been married. I'm 49. Okay. So you have two groups of people, somebody like me, who's never been married in 49 and people are like, well, what the hell is wrong with her? Red flag, red flag. Then you have the people who've been married and divorced once, twice, three times. Now to me, that's a red flag, but to others, that's more acceptable than somebody like me who's never been married, which makes me kind of like a people going to think I don't know what I'm talking about because I've never been married and divorced 800 times. Or how about the fact that I've been smart enough not to get married because I didn't find somebody I wanted to marry. 
So that the whole influencer thing is interesting because like you said, you're right. I am an expert at what I do. I've been doing it. I, there's no college or master's degree on dating. Right. So I, it's not like I can say, okay, I have my master's degree on dating, you know, call me, I'm your dating coach. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? And I do want to become a dating coach, but I don't want to be the pussyfoot. I want to be like, no, you're an asshole. You should have called her back or no, honey, you were really rude to him. You need to change your ways. That's the kind of person I want to be um, because people are just, but that is weird being an influencer. I never really thought of it in that way, but I do, I do have my insecurities. Like I said, I'm not dating. I mean, I'm not single, but people are always like, well, what's wrong with you? You've never been married. And I want to be like, well, what's wrong with you? You've been married and divorced three times. All right, you know me, what I mean? <laughs> let me put a little spin on this. Or you could take someone in my, my, my case me and you both were technically the same person because I'm not married. I'm dating someone, but I am a habitual dater. I am. If I date, the, I date the co-host of this show. Her name's Stacy. So I'm dating her. I've dated her three years. Why haven't I married her or, you know, mm. or whatever's taking place there. So, uh, and the twist of things, that's why I said that you're, uh, you know, a professional at that, you know, that you have expertise in this for the simple fact that someone could come to me and be like, hey, you're a serial dater. So you know how to make relationships work without going to the extra step, like you said. <laughs> or they can be like, oh, you're right. Mr. Non-Commitment, but you do enough <laughs> razzle-dazzle to keep them right. you know, entwined. So I right. definitely get where you're coming from, you know, right. on that one. And, well, and, that's, I'm writing down the word influencer. I take notes. I love taking okay. notes. I'm a, I'm a very type A person. So um I guess people, right, people, no one's going to know the true story. Like you could just be, I'm not ready to get married. And the great thing about that is as long as you and your significant other are communicating and on the same page, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. If you're saying, I am not ready to get married yet and she's okay with it and she continues to date you or vice versa, maybe you, she is not ready. That's each other's choice to stay in the relationship. If you don't like it, move on. That can be very, very hard, very hard, you know? So, um, me never been married. I, people say, why have you never been married? I didn't find anyone I wanted to marry. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? I have never been the girl who's been like, Oh, I'm dreaming of my wedding and I want a house and a husband and kids. And no, I wanted to travel in my RV and be an entrepreneur. And, you know, I couldn't have done, there's probably no way in hell I could have driven my RV by myself if I had kids or written a book or trying to pursue all these businesses. I mean, I barely have time it is, is now and barely can take care of myself, Right. let alone, you know. So I guess it's everybody's own perception. So they could say, okay, well, why are you so non-committed, but you can hold on to the chicks and be like, well, wait a minute, I am committed. I'm in a three-year relationship with somebody who's on the same page as I am. We're committed, yeah. right? And I could be like, well, I'm 49 and never married. It doesn't mean I'm afraid of commitment because I'm not, but I just didn't find anybody I wanted to commit to. And, and that that's the, the hardest part in, in society to be accepted on. Um, people want you to have preset preferences. Mm-hmm. And that right there, that's the that's the whole thing. That's why I wanted to have you on here after I read about you, because I was like, wow, you know, you don't have anything preset. Uh you said that your book is not an advice book. Your book is what we call a testament of experiences. Oh, I love that. I'm right now. I'm stealing all this stuff from you. Listen to me. <laughs> and, and with a testament of experience, I could go on and I'll say my, my little thing real quick. For me, for example, I have dated very nice women. Things mm-hmm. have happened. I've had death. I've had, you know, normal breakup, some type of infidelity on somebody's part or my part. Yeah. yeah. And these things happen or anything. But um, in, in this case, like what I have going on today, I got a return on this. We broke up and then we ended up back together again by circumstances. So like in my case, like people really look very hard on her because of the circumstances of what happened between us. You know, mm-hmm. it looks ugly, but we mm-hmm. make it work. Now, right. now inside of uh, everything you've done, what has been the hardest thing to over and this is Barbara Walter's question what has been the hardest thing to overcome about yourself once you met Mr. 10 month like the issues with his ex and his kids I'm having a huge problem with it like huge All right, that's so, what it is 
I, I if oh, so this is horrible to say and my life coach somebody was saying this to me they're like if the kids were out of the picture would you and he be fine we would be fabulous we do not argue about anything else we have a business together we love to do the same things we're just it's fantastic the best best relationship I've had it's the kids and the ex and I'm having an extremely hard time overcoming that lately but you are overcoming it though I'm on the fence. I'm not going to lie. It's been touch and go lately. Okay. And, and yeah. I like that reality that you put out there because a lot of people would not be raw enough to say that. A lot of people would just hide behind and be like, oh, everything's going to be all right. Oh, I'm gonna no. make it. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's a hard dynamic with someone having kids and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, I'll go over into one of our lighter questions. All right. So you got to year 15 in dating. And you're oh wild. my God, how old was I? I don't even know. Like 30, mid-30s? All right, mid-30s. Because mid-30s, this, that's where things change. And, and yeah. um, one thing I like to say, and, and you may not agree with this, but you may agree with this. Something about hitting your 30s and like at 35, and, and I normally wouldn't say this, I'm a different type of sexy at 35. <laughs> things change in your 30s. Like it's, I'm not saying the libido, but just your, your look and your aura changes. Did, yeah. did that happen for you? Not till later. I'm, I, um, I think I'm more, much more like accepting of myself and my body now that I've been in kind of like my Mm forties. And I think I realized too, that there's so much more to a relationship than just the physical, like, oh, they're attractive, but what about all their other stuff? Like I have, so I think I'm a great catch. I have a ton to offer between my independence, my lack of baggage, my go-getterness, my entrepreneur, like I'm, but you know, I, maybe some people don't think that, you know, I think I'm more, you know, I got more accepting of my body the older I get. I mean, I'm, I've got the Italian Bali. I'm little in the middle, but I got much back. You know that song? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) It's all about the bass. I'm, I have an Italian body, but, um, you know, and just much more accepting of that. Like, this is me. I'm 49 freaking years old, Lori. You got to start accepting yourself for who you are. I mean, overall, I'm healthy. I'm not morbidly obese or not not taking care of myself. You know, yeah. I don't smoke it, it, or drink or really much more accepting, I think. Um, feeling much more coming into my own. But I think that happens for women, they say, around 50 years old. Yeah, and, and what I'm saying with the sexiness, I'm not even talking about the physical look, just the way you carry yourself. Because I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like, you know, I go to a certain place. I know I got a girlfriend, so I'm not gonna look at nobody. But I see him <laughs> looking at me. Me and her will be in the store, and she, I, I love her to death, but I know she gets irritated with this. A lady will look down the aisle, or even a guy will sometimes just come down the aisle to look at her or look at me, and I'm like, huh. And I'll just, you know, I won't rub her neck and look her nothing. Yeah. I'll, I'll go yeah. the other way and not pay attention. <laughs> you are a good boyfriend. Men, I, listen to that. Okay. Yeah, I try not to rub her neck or anything. And um, anyway, um, I know she sees it and, and it kind of, I mean, I kind of feel a little good inside. I don't never tell her that. This is just getting yeah. air, aired on here. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like a different type of vibe. When I was 20, I was careless and did not care. If I liked I you, if I liked you, I was impulsive and I had enough bravado that she would come along for the ride. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one thing that, that got me, that it's always got me about dating. Um, you can always sell the dream, but the inspiration has to come from inside that person. That, that's what my mom said. But mm-hmm. she said the inspiration should be free. It shouldn't be at a cost. And I followed that little motto. So, you know, like when I get inspired to, to date Stacey at the time, I did certain things that uh, worked out for me for a little while, but that inspiration started costing me a little bit and I mm-hmm. failed. So I learned there. So um, one thing that we will not do on this podcast today is, like you said, you don't give advice. You have that that uh, testimony that I speak of. Um, what would be one thing that you would change from Lori 20 years ago? Just stand, respect myself enough to not put up with the bullshit or be treated poorly. Okay. That's the biggest one. Like, you know, stand strong, get a life coach, be self-aware of who you are and what you are what you want because if you don't have those two things you're not going to know what to ask for right so do the coaching do the self-awareness just but you know that's the biggest thing people aren't self-aware enough to know where they are 
to know, oh yeah, I should just be looking for somebody to hook up. Oh no, I got divorced way too recently. I should not be dating at all. I'm having issues with my kids. I got to resolve those before I bring somebody else into this. So I think back then being much more aware of the red flags, being more secure with myself, believing in myself, standing up, respecting myself enough. But that happens as you age. You get wiser. And one thing that she said, and I've heard you constantly say it, and I'm going to just, I like to rephrase things in my terminology. Basically, you made your self-care fortified. Mm -hmm. You took your self-care to another level as you got older. You started realizing this and that. And that's something that that throughout the themes of all these shows with the mental health portion of this, um, what you have here, and this is my testament to you, is that um, I've read through your materials read a few excerpts inside the book. Um, what's amazing about you is that your testament helps people with their mental awareness and their focus. Too many times do we listen to Uncle Jim Bob because he was married for 40 years, or we listen, or we listen to Sally Mae, who's dated every football player, or Johnny, who's dated every man on the nautical team. Right, right. Um, you know, we just like you listen to these people and it falls flat because that's their that's them giving you advice. You clearly state you're not. You're telling about an experience and with experiences, people can relate. And then re- people take those experiences, they correlate. So that's another level of, of relating. So once they correlate, it comes back to them full circle and they're like, hey, this, I kind of fit in here a little bit. This is part of my jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> right. And, and that's, a, even though you say that you don't give advice, that's the best way to give advice because you're not persuading, you're not out here trying to hard sell someone on what went on with you. You're just like, Hey, this is what happened here. Um, this is my side of the story. Um, <laughs> yeah. I want you to run with it and think about if your side of the story matches my side of the story. Yes. And now our story is the same. Yes. Commiserate together. Right. So I want to tell you, thank you for that because people are not doing this out here. Uh, people always look to the, uh, the model of, Oh, I need advice in dating. I need advice in, how to portray myself to a person. No, you mm-hmm. don't be genuine to who you are. That's what yes. you're stating in your book. Be hundred percent genuine transparency. Transparency is something I just learned four years ago. I mm-hmm. didn't know it. I was this guy that ran out here and I would tell women random laws to make them enticed. And I'd take right. them on, take them on trips everywhere on the dime of my company, which I still do <laughs> to this day. But <laughs> the thing is, is that I would feel, feel their life up with this whirlwind romance right. and then three months later they're out the picture uh, when, I, when i was single and, it, and and i was toxic and i had yeah. to learn from that i learned that i'm the 1980s r&b new edition um <laughs> that i'm not i'm not i'm that type of lover I, I don't do this casual dating if i date you we're dating for life it's a it's Aww, a sentence so you, sweet. you know and, and reading your materials like i wish i had had this like four years ago when mm-hmm. i was in that single stage well four and a half yeah. And, and it would help me. So I want to tell you, thank you. Give yourself a pat Aww, on the back. Love yourself, love yourself inside for the simple fact that you're out here, even though you're not trying to help, you're helping people in a persuasive manner that's casual. It's like the, you know, if we're in middle school, because that's the best place to do it. And someone's sitting down at the, the lunch table and nobody's there talking to them. You're coming over talking to them. You're not giving them any, any advice, but you're like, hey, watch out for Tony over there because Tony will knock your block off. <laughs> I'm, I'm not telling you how to talk to Tony, but I'm just telling you don't, you know, don't get in his yeah. his, his epicenter and, and get him riled up because you'll get a black guy like the guy you right. dated the first time. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? That black guy was not for me. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I again, wouldn't have minded, but anyways. Yeah, okay. yeah. So once again, I want to thank you for that. And um, the one thing that I want to try new on this podcast, and I feel like I need to do it with you. I need you right now. The floor is yours. Leave a lasting impression on the audience. And in doing that lasting impression, give us your motto. What is your motto with dating? What the fuck? What's the motto? I put her on the spot, guys. <laughs> oh no, the motto. You have a motto. I never thought of that. Motto for dating or for myself? I mean, for this whole platform of dating, what the fuck? The motto. And I'll do a little bit more. It's jar- probably like, don't take bullshit. Don't take bullshit. Okay. Or stand up for yourself. Stand up for yourself. And be, don't be an asshole. Be respectful and don't take the easy way out. Okay. That's a lot of mottos. <laughs> yeah, but but you can tie that all into one. 
And that one thing is, the one thing is, is the simple thing that is lacking in this part of society today. Be freaking considerate. Yes, that's it. Be freaking considerate. Or be fucking considerate. considerate. We can go out there and say that because too many times I go out here in the world and I'll say this and then I'll be done with Stacy on this one. I am very considerate of her emotions. I look at there, I can look at my phone and, and there's thirst traps on there. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> there, there, there's a, a, a roster of ladies. There's a roster of men that you have right now that you do not populate. But if something happens to 10 month man, there's a guy waiting in the background. He's seeing what's going on. He's looking at social media. He knows that there's an opportunity if she fails or he fails or she fails. But I may get a certain message. It's my choice to either swipe left and delete it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or it's to entertain it right. um a few years ago i would entertain it not that i wanted to date him just because i was insecure with who i was i right. was like i need to have a lot of women that adore me or if you're no, no matter your sex if you want to have a right. lot of men or whatever you do right right and, and i stopped that one day uh she sat me down and explained to me that hey i don't like you entertaining these people I don't like these people entertaining you. I can't stop the entertaining of the people that entertain you, but you don't right. have to, you don't have to seek or accept the entertainment. And exactly. I put that stuff. I, yeah. I put that stuff down. And when I see it, I ain't going to lie. If it flashes up on the screen before it gets into where it's going to go, I might read it from there, but I, yeah. delete, it. I delete it. Right. Cause I don't nice. want to have to hear it when I come off the road <laughs> or, or with the transparency in a relationship, you know, yeah. one thing, one thing I will say, and I don't know if you agree with this, um, there are certain parts of privacy in a relationship, but I honestly believe with the day and age of social media, I have no secrets to hide. She can mm-hmm. get on Snapchat. She can get on Facebook. She knows my passwords. I know her passwords, but I don't yeah. care. But, yeah. you know, I, I think that's one thing that you strongly have to do. You have to alleviate so much privacy when you want so much access. Yeah. Yeah. But you also need to be truthful. I mean, everybody has their private things, but that's another thing. Like there's so much involved in dating. Like for me, I need somebody who's open, honest, love language, which is physical touch and quality time. If you're an introvert, you have no dreams or goals and you don't like physical touch and you're not a good communicator. We're not going to get along. You need to go that way. (laughs) You need to go to somebody who has your love languages and your introvert personality and your I'm fine staying home with the Monday through Friday job I hate for the rest of my life. (laughs) Everybody, you know, everybody needs to be self-aware, but you got to find somebody who's, they say opposites attract. I don't know if I necessarily believe that. I don't know know if I agree with it. um, Because the one thing that, that my secret, uh, advice even though it's not really advice the one thing that i do when i when i'm dating someone or getting involved with someone i try to find something that we don't have in common and make it in common for us so for instance so for instance if it's uh even if it's something simple as a movie genre i don't like horror movies i mean i watch the purge but you're not gonna catch me watch saul if she (laughs) like if she likes that movie random lifetime movie or whatever i'm gonna watch it for a little bit or that gray's anatomy i'm gonna watch i'm gonna watch a few seasons so i know five characters it's something that's not mine. Right. I, like, I like professional wrestling. She does. She didn't have an inkling about it, but now she's come to love wrestling, but more than me, she goes <laughs> to more events than me. Yeah. You know, so that, that's my yeah. little takeaway there. So. Yeah. And sometimes um, it's okay to have separate interests. Like my boyfriend likes to golf. Sometimes I go with him, but I'm like, no interest in learning. Go do it yourself. <laughs> Take your time. You know what I mean? It's okay. Like you said, it's good to develop some interest together which is great because it's good to open up your box and be exposed and sometimes you just like go do it on your own unless you're a couple that needs to be together all the time you know it it depends it it all depends on it now getting towards the end of our show i want to tell you thank you for coming on west virginia and commonplace thank you for being very open and honest about everything because i love to do these type of podcasts because uh it's not that i keep a strict schedule or or tight Mm -hmm. a lot of our topics we're dealing with mental health and even this ties into mental health you know but this this puts a little spin on things this makes things a little bit nicer a little fun um so also one thing that we didn't do in the show and um once again i tell everybody once again inside the show notes you will be able to find everything about her she sent me some information and i'll get some more information we'll make everything look nice but where can people find you on social media because there's one thing that i always talk to everybody about i am not a social media genius but i am an amazing person with promotion and marketing mm-hmm. i have found that even though you have a website there's going to be 
10,000 people that will never touch your website until they see it on Instagram in a link tree or on Facebook yes. somewhere. So is there a way that they can reach you on any social media? I do. I started Instagram. Like I said, I am horrible with that stuff. And I am hoping eventually I can hire somebody and I can, you know, do more of the front line. Mm -hmm. um, but I do have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com backslash dating is horrible because we couldn't use the word fuck on Facebook. Right. Because Facebook um, is, is monitoring yes. everything. And I started an Instagram page, but I haven't really, you know, this is the thing is that I have the book. I'm the creative talk out loud, write, dance, perform. When it comes to the technical side, I am very weak on that, to be brutally honest. So that's something I either need to hire somebody to do or I need to learn. So, but you have my website, datingwiththefuck.com, and you have the backslash dating is horrible Facebook page. And I'm been on, I'm like been trying to do a bunch of podcasts, start doing my singles events again. I'm trying to do more exposure. Um, but yeah, I'm going to need some help with the social media. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and we all do. Let, let me be uh, frank and honest. And we, we don't talk about this much with me. I had to learn more things. I learned from a, a, a set of 18 year old girls, like from out of Canada, mm -hmm. they took one, one evening and took three hours and showed me the ropes on some extra stuff. Cause I was always posting things, different things, but never getting traction. And they right. taught me little things and that's where it blew up. So once again, Lori, I want to thank you for coming on West Virginia Uncommonplace. And guys, let me tell you something. Uh, this is just a funny bit about this. She told me her last name and I casually, I had her last name, you know, <laughs> stuck in there. And you have to understand these things about a podcast. When me and her are just meeting right now, we've had dialogue for about a week or two. Mm -hmm. uh, between us so i don't do pre-calls like everybody else because i my podcast is very amateurish because that's my style um, yeah. so we, we get on here and we build a friendship over the podcast so she told me her last name and, and i and i had mentally focused on it and i turned your last name into something derogatory in my head <laughs> so, so what was it I turned it to hard dicker. <laughs> well, I doesn't matter. When I was in college, I got hard knockers, hard whacker, hard worker. It doesn't matter. Nothing phases me. Nobody can even say it right. So don't worry about it. Right. So I was like, I, I was like, I'll be casual. And I said, and I'm smooth enough to just say Lori. That's the, that's the easy tie in. That's a good uh, SEO thing for searches yeah. your name because yeah. it's four letters. Right. Well, right. So once again, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, in the future, I'd like to definitely have you back on because I would love it. Because the thing is, you could spin all kinds of topics and with dating, that there's so much that we didn't cover. Or even have people send in advanced questions that we could answer or something. Yes. Like that. So definitely we will get something started. And um audience, I will work with her a little bit on the Instagram and get her over there and hopefully get her doing a few lives. So once again, I want to thank you for being on West Virginia Commonplace. Um, and lastly, give a shout out to whoever's been helping you along the way. Because even though you've been doing it on your own. Oh, yeah. Well, definitely my mentor, writing mentor, business mentor, Leah Craft Christine. One of her books was actually a long time ago featured on Oprah. So she oh, knows wow. what she's doing. Definitely my family for their support and my boyfriend, Pete. You know, even though we have <laughs> our ups and downs, he's been the most supportive boyfriend I've ever had. So those would be my shout outs and people like you. Thanks for having me. I'm a new author and I appreciate it. And you are like one of the best podcasts I've done so far. So thank, thank you. you very much. I appreciate that. We try to have journalistic integrity and, yeah, have fun at, and have fun at the same time. So once again, everybody, we're signing off. Goodbye. <laughs>